0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So, come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe Yes, sir. I'm so excited because we're we're going down Confession Alley.
2: It's kind of fun, isn't it?
1: It is fun. So the last show we talked about going back to the sacrament of penance after having been away for maybe even a long time.
2: Got a lot of cool feedback, didn't we? You
1: know, it's amazing. It is uh, uh, the people really. You know, there's a lot of sinners out there. Apparently, <laughs>
2: I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm no, with we, you. we we all are. Yeah. And you
1: know, the reality is, is, we're just trying to help folks help them understand that it's not good to be long uh, uh, to be far away from no mercy. Come on back. So it's a beautiful thing, and we should we should we should take um, we should take that to heart and be part of um, the healing process, the the ocean of mercy. Exactly. So we're, what I'm going to do now, this show, I think, would be kind of cool because we they're we, all cool, Deacon we, Jeff. We pray a lot of things, don't we? We're Catholics. Yes. We memorize yes, prayers. Yes, we are. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom and come, and thy will be. Hail Mary, full the grace of the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou with thee. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we just, we can rattle off the prayers. Good we stuff. really can. Sometimes, maybe we don't pay attention to the words. Right. And so sometimes it's good to stop mm-hmm. and say, well, let's look at those words a little closer. Yeah. So that's what I thought we'd do in this show. And and since we're focused on confession here for a couple of shows. hmm I thought maybe we should do is let's look at the act of contrition.
2: Oh, that's perfect.
1: Now the act of contrition is the prayer that you, that you offer Mm -hmm. in the confessional Mm -hmm. to Jesus to say that I'm sorry. Yep. I mean, an act of contrition can actually be any prayer that says, Jesus, I love you. And I just don't want to sin anymore. And I really need you. And I need your help.
2: Can't do it without you.
1: Right, so that's an act of contrition. So any act that you do in that way is appropriate. But there's a, a, a typical act of contrition. We've most most of us have heard it, mm-hmm. and most of us learned it as a child, and then like me, forgot it for twenty years, mm-hmm. and then sort of reinvested myself in the mercy of God, and uh, and and learned it again. And this act of contrition is just a beautiful prayer. It's the one that goes, "Oh my God, I'm heartily sorry for having offended you." And I detest all my sins because of your just punishments, but most of all, because you are good and deserving of all my love. And I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. And so we say that
2: prayer. That is beautiful.
1: It's a it's a very beautiful prayer. But sometimes we... Uh, the priest, you know, you go through the confession and man, you, you're like sweating bullets before you go in and you're like, Oh, it's like going to the dentist for some people. And it's not like that. It's it's, no. it's an, I love you session. It is right. It's a, it's a make, It's, it's like a a makeup session with a husband and wife that argued it's, right. it's, it's, I love you. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you recognize that we're talking about telling guys, just go,
3: mm-hmm.
1: just trust me, just go. Don't, don't think about it. Just go. But still you're in there and you're thinking, Oh, I've gone through all this stuff. And then he says, and they'll say something like, say, your act of contrition, which is part of the rite.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so then you go back into, you, you kick into your, uh, I don't know, repetitive mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I'm hardly sorry for him. If you didn't test all my sins, because you're just, but most of all, because you're good. And then the priest kind of goes, all right, you know, God, yeah, the Father you, of do, mercies. If you, through if, you, the-
2: <laughs> if you do that, that's going to remove the beauty of it all. I think it does. If you slow down and really are purposeful, it's Phenomenal. I don't know if don't you're you think?
1: Yeah, exactly right, but I'm going to tell you something. It's hard sometimes to slow down the prayer because we're not used to it. Have you yeah. ever tried to say like the, our father, slowly, our father, who, and you start thinking what's next? <laughs> because you, you know, there's like a, oh, there's like right. a, there's That's like a tempo that goes in your body. Right. And if you ever get off tempo, you can be sent in next to somebody and they pray at a different tempo than you. And they mm. praying out loud. It throws the whole place off. Yeah. Right, if Grandpa is like three lines behind in yeah. the profession of faith,
2: yeah, you're right. The whole thing's it's a train
1: wreck, and that's you know I love him. I love Grandpa. It's great. I'm glad he's praying it, but it's like sometimes you got to stick your finger in your ear, right? Because sure. you don't want really to get off tempo. Well, when you pray things that you've memorized,
3: mm-hmm.
1: they can become just words because they become a beat, a tempo, sure, and so you stop thinking about the words. So I thought, you know, let's help that. So maybe you carry the. The, the, the act of contrition in with you and you pray it
2: definitely prayerfully do that. yes right it's it's really like you're reading a love letter I
1: think so you're telling Jesus
2: Christ well, I you, love you you are also with this. making
1: you're making a, a a vow a promise exactly it's an act you, you're believing this yeah now you don't have to convince the priest he's going to give you absolution whether you say a good act of contrition or a bad one right you need to believe it otherwise mm-hmm. essentially the absolution becomes More meaningless, right? It it doesn't really, and I don't know. Technically speaking, canonically, does it really happen? Is it licit? But is it invalid? You know, and and I don't want to get into all that. But Mm -hmm. but I think we'd all agree that you need to mean what you pray,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? We don't want to rattle things off. So I thought, well, hey, let's talk about this act of contrition.
2: Great idea. I'm going to
1: walk through it. You know, not necessarily word by word, but we will slow down and we will talk about the act of contrition in a way that maybe you've not done it before. All right, right. So the one that we started was, oh, oh, my God, I'm hardly sorry. Right. Well, so, oh my God. Now, normally, as a kid,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right, if you said that out loud you at the dinner table, smack. yeah, exactly. Something would yeah. come across, and it maybe it was mashed potatoes, maybe it was your mom, the back of your mom's hand. Yeah. You do not take the Lord's name in vain. Right. And if you if you know anything about texting,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know the O M G. Yeah. Right, we, we know that infamous OMG, we know that means, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, I hate, I hate that, by and, the way. And,
1: you know, the reality is I understand people don't mean anything by it. But you have to stop and think those are words that we should think really hard about before we say. Yeah. Which is why, in the act of contrition, we want to focus on, oh, my God. Yeah. It's good. It's not like, oh, my God. Right. It's more like, oh, my God, I'm pouring myself out to you. Yeah and it's like i am praying to you my god
2: mm-hmm. and
1: oh is that is that sign that word we use that expresses it's a big deal it is oh goodness mm-hmm. oh look what happened oh is more of a uh, an expression that says this is a big deal mm-hmm. and we say oh my god we're recognizing the greatness of god the greatness and and the beauty and the gift of his fathomless mercy and so we start with that. So this is the OMG that is good to say. It is good. And, th- and this is when we say it. And that's why it's at the beginning of this prayer, because what you're getting ready to pray is directed to my God, mm-hmm. our God, the great and good God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, the God of eternity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's good to say, oh, my God. It is. And so we mean it when we say it. And we say those words with with. With feeling. Now, you don't have to get dramatic, by the way. No. In fact, the priest might say, uh, that's weird. You know, they did a little dance. You know, It's like, we don't need to do a dance. Don't, don't get all dramatic. Just understand the import of the words you're saying, right. especially when you say, oh, my God. And I think those are words that when you hear them,
3: mm-hmm.
1: set the tone for the rest of the prayer. Now, the next part of the prayer where it says, I am heartily sorry for having offended you. So I want to focus on this heart thing. Heartily. Heartily. Now, if you say it fast, oh my God, I'm hardly. I'm hardly sorry. I'm not really sorry. I'm hardly <laughs> sorry. So, you want to make sure you say heartily.
2: I'm laughing because you've really thought this through. I have thought you? this through
1: because I've said it and I caught myself going, Am I hardly sorry? Yeah. You know, and if you want that to has say.
2: never occurred to me.
1: But if you say it, you could say, I am truly sorry. I'm greatly sorry. I am forever sorry. I'm eternally sorry. I am really sorry. You can say that. So there's a reason for the word heartily. I think I like the word heartily because Mm -hmm. it speaks of your heart. Yeah. Right. It speaks of where your whole heart, the the source of you. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about your soul. We know it's not like thump, 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 thump. But when we say that it's something of the heart, a movement of the heart, we're speaking of a conviction of the entireness of you. Yeah, it's your whole being. Exactly. Yeah. We talk about the conscience. We talk about things like that and this, this inner uh, recess, this inner sanctum, right? Is it physically within our body? Well, spiritually, it's in there and we w- we might place it in our heart. Mm-hmm. And so when we say, oh my God, I am heartily sorry, that means I'm sorry to the degree that my heart just with every beat, it sobs sorrow right. for what I have done to you. Right. And and that's important for us to remember. So, so to say really, and it's, I am big time. Sorry. That may be the way the kids want to say it. And I'm going to tell you now that is a valid act of contrition. I'm not going to say, you can't say I am big time. Sorry. But when you are heartily, sorry, it's
2: more than just big time, right? It's, it's to the very core of your being. Sorry. It's kind of like when you're apologizing to your wife, you know, there are certain ways to apologize to your wife. One is, yeah, I'm sorry, whatever. Sorry, Move on. sorry honey. Get, a, get a, Right. Right. Well, that's not really a heartily. Sorrow. Apology. Yeah,
1: exactly right. You, you, I know exactly. I've, I've experienced that, not from her, but me giving it and right. realizing that didn't come out but right. But when you
2: slow down and you look her in the eyes and you really pour yourself out.
1: That's when you I know. I am truly
2: sorry. That's Please the, know I'm sorry.
1: That is the heartily sorry. That's right. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. And what are we sorry for? I am sorry for having offended you. Yeah. Right? We caused what offense to God. Yeah. Which is what separates us from him. Right. It's not that we did, we broke a law. Mm-hmm. Right? There are penalties for breaking laws. We, we go to jail. We get a fine. You know, the IRS sends another bill to us. Whatever, we break something. We're not really heartily sorry for doing that. Right? Uh-huh. But when you offend someone... Mm-hmm. Especially God,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you now you got to do something. You you are compelled to move
3: mm-hmm.
1: when you offend. You don't wait for them to come and say, "Hey, you offended me."
3: Mm-mm.
1: It is on you now. At this point, you did the deed, right? Right, and you have offended God. Mm-hmm. And so, when you are heartily sorry, which and deep sorrow, right? It's like, why did I do that? I don't know why I did it, but it doesn't matter. The reality is, I did it, and I don't ever want to do it again.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I am heartily sorry right. for having offended you. I'm not sorry I broke the law. I'm not sorry because of the letter of the law. I'm sorry because it offended you. Right. And that's a that's a big difference. Huge. So difference. we are like what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven words into this.
2: We're not going to be able to goof around during the next segment. It's
1: okay. We're going to take a break, uh, and we'll get it all in there. Trust me. And uh, so we're going to take a break before we do that. Remind folks at home about our website. TheCatholicCafe.com. Come on and visit.
2: Come right? on. Come on and visit. I've never heard you say that. On well, I did
1: this time. And then I'm also going to say Come on. send me an email. Come on. Send me an email. <laughs> DeaconJeff <laughs> at TheCatholicCafe.com. We'll be right back.
4: I'm Best and this is another great moment in church history. It is not easy to love with a deep love, which lies in the authentic gift of self. This love can only be learned by penetrating the mystery of God's love. Looking at Him, being one with His fatherly heart, we are able to look with new eyes at our brothers and sisters, with an attitude of unselfishness and solidarity, of generosity and forgiveness. All this is mercy. These profound words spoken by Pope John Paul II encompassed the message of divine mercy entrusted to Sister Faustina Kowalska. In Poland in the 1930s, St. Faustina received a message of mercy for the entire world from Jesus Christ himself. In the midst of turmoil after the First World War and the ominous cloud of another war on the horizon, a humble little nun encountered Christ in a series of deep and mysterious mystical experiences she wrote in the evening when i was in my cell i became aware of the lord jesus clothed in a white garment from the opening of the garment at the breast there came forth two large rays one red and the other pale christ told saint faustina the two rays denote blood and water The pale ray stands for the water, which makes souls righteous. The red ray stands for the blood, which is the life of souls. Christ commanded St. Faustina to convey his message of mercy to the world. He desired that she make known the infinite love he has for all people. My daughter, I demand that you devote all your free moments to writing about my goodness and mercy. It is your office and your assignment throughout your life, to continue to make known to souls the great mercy I have for them and to exhort them to trust in my bottomless mercy. The message of St. Faustina calls us back to the church and her sacraments. It calls us to a deeper conversion of heart and a preparation for the final judgment and our own judgment before Christ on the day of our death. Through Faustina, Christ reminds us, He who refuses to pass through the door of my mercy must pass through the door of my justice. Christ told her that after this time of mercy, the day of justice will come, and he urges us to have recourse to his infinite mercy. St. Faustina's life and writings remind us to come and wash ourselves in Christ's mercy. I'm Bess Droszymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we are back in the Catholic Cafe's luxurious corner booth. I, I think we've been here before. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come home people now. <laughs> Smile on your brother. The Young Bloods,
2: 1960, July 1967. 1967, yeah. what a great song. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how do we knew that? Yeah.
1: So, oh, I, here here we go. We are, are doing our we act are of heartily con-
2: sorry at this point.
1: Exactly right. so oh my god. OMG. Mm-hmm. I texted mm-hmm. in my conf- in a confessional. Oh, my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended you. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. Right? And so this is an act of contrition is not just to say, I'm, I'm just sorry for having done it. But there needs to be a firm purpose of amendment. Like, right. I'm going to fix something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? But before we even get there, mm-hmm. it's like, well, well, why are we sorry? Exactly. Well, I detest all my sins. You, Makes you, sense. You, you you want to separate yourself from that which has offended the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I detest. And that's not just like, man, I hope I don't do this again. Or, you know, that was actually kind of fun. And I know it's against the rules, but, you know.
2: I might do that again.
1: Yeah. The reality is you have to detest it. Right. If you were to say to someone you loved, I detest you, that. That's not a good word. Exactly right. It's the opposite of love. Total. Right. We fall into sin. We shouldn't love sin. Right. We should detest sin.
2: Even when you say the word detest, your face changes. Oh, yeah. Have you exactly. noticed that? Oh, I don't, I'm not looking at the mirror, but you're yeah. looking at me when I say detest.
1: Yeah, man, look yeah, at that. That's, that's just
2: terrible. I'm glad we're doing radio. No kidding. And the
1: point is, you have got to, it's not just that you've offended God, which you have,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but like, Lord, I want you to know that I, I detest all my sins, mm-hmm. not just the big ones, I detest all my sins, the, even the little ones, mm-hmm. even the things that we don't think are a big deal or, you know, the world might tell you are not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Or even some priest might say, ah, it's not a sin. Detest it. yeah. You know, and, and, and that's where it's important for us to understand that we're detest, mm-hmm. which is not, um, well, I am casually unhappy with that. Mm-hmm. It's I detest. It's like you want to spit on it. And
2: yeah, there's a big difference
1: there. Yeah, we're stomping it into the ground, mm-hmm. right? Oh my God, I'm hardly sorry for having offended you, and I detest all my sins, mm-hmm. right? And I want to just highlight a little word here, my, right. Right. We don't go in there confessing our wife's sin. Yeah. That's we, we don't go in there idea. confessing all the reasons we don't go in there and say, well, you know, uh, I didn't want to do this, but I was over, I was stressed and whatever. Uh, and I was forced because this other guy was with me. And now you're, you're confessing their sin. Right. Right. Now you're going back to Adam and Eve, right? Where Adam take- says, Oh Lord, you know, uh, it was the woman that you gave me. <laughs> right. He's not even taking ownership. You need to take ownership. These are my sins. Right. Yep. Don't go in there confessing other people's sins. You're mm-hmm. confessing my, your own sins, mm-hmm. right? So why are we uh, heartily sorry for having offended you and detesting our... Why? Mm-hmm. Well, we we answer that next. Because of your just punishments. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, we have to talk about that for a second because this is what's called imperfect contrition. That sounds kind of Old testament it does, but the reality is it's a reality of life, and we do it all the time. How do you raise your child if you don't want your child to talk back to you, if you don't want your child to touch the stove, if you, if you don't want your child to run down the uh, the wood stairs in their bare socks? Right. You, you might have to punish them when mm-hmm. they do wrong. hmm Whether you believe in corporal punishment or not, but whether it's time out or you say words and say, I am very unhappy with you, and so your punishment will be no more TV for a week or whatever the punishment is. Right. And that will make them, it's like, oh, I don't get TV. (laughs) Oh, I hate this. Well, the thing is you've got them to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. and it was because they didn't want the punishment. Right. Right. I've also seen a version of this that says because of the pains of hell. Right. Because I, I don't want to suffer the pains of hell. Right. Well, and a lot of people don't like that, you know. But essentially, that's because of punishment. You, you don't want to do this thing because I don't want to be in hell. And that's a normal, natural response. But in essence, it is imperfect in that it would be better if your five-year-old child that talks back all the time and throws the macaroni and cheese on the floor. Mm-hmm. It would be better that they, that they didn't want to do that because it upset you mm-hmm. rather than it caused them to be punished. Yeah, they love you. Right. That's what you want. Well, so that's why you have the imperfect contrition, because here's the thing, canonically and spiritually and theologically, however it happens, if you repent of your sins and turn away from sin and turn towards God, even just because you're afraid of punishment, it's imperfect, but it works. Right. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a nice start. Sure. But that's why the act of contrition goes on and says, but most of all. In other words, this is more important, because you are good and deserving of all my love. Right Now, see, that's important for us. That's where we have to stop and go, I'm sorry for doing this stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry because I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be punished. I don't want that. But I'm more sorry because I, I've upset you, because yeah. I said the wrong thing, because I did the wrong thing, because I offended you, right? Because I uh, uh, Because you're good.
2: Because I love you.
1: Right? And you deserve... All my love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I didn't give it to you. And I've disappointed you. And I, I'm so sorry. Well, that's a different, that's, that's perfect contrition. Right. If you are sorry because of love, now you're caring about the other. Right. That's what God wants to see. And that's why we put that in the, contrition, in the act of contrition so that when we pray it, even if we come at this from the point, perspective of, like, I don't want to go to hell. Right. That's a good start. I don't want you to go to hell either. God doesn't want you to go to hell, Mm -mm. but he also wants you to love him because he loves you. Right. And so if we keep saying over and over again, but most of all, because you are good, God is good. He is the author of all goodness and he deserves all of my love. Mm -hmm. So when we say it that way, that's perfect contrition.
2: Big difference.
1: And so when we're sorry, we want to dig deep and find out why we're sorry. Right. And spend some time pondering that. Right. And then the next, the act of contrition now says, here's what we're going to do. All right, Lord, got that out of the way. Oh, my God, I'm heartily sorry for having offended you. And I detest all my sins because of your just punishments. But most of all, because you are good and deserving of all my love. So part two is this. Mm -hmm. And I firmly resolve. Okay. That means I resolve. That means I'm going to do it. I firmly doesn't mean I kind of think I'm going to be able to do this, Lord. I really want to do this, but I'm weak, as you understand. Mm -hmm. Well, you've already talked yourself back into that same sin. Mm -hmm. No, no. I firmly resolve. Remember, I I detest all my sins. Mm -hmm. And I firmly resolve. Resolve means it's done. Be it resolved. Mm -hmm. Resolve does not mean wishy-washy. But if you firmly resolve it, it's definitely not wishy-washy. Right. Oh, trust me, I am firmly resolving this, you know, all that stuff so that you can help God know that you are all in. Mm-hmm. It ain't, It is not a halfway thing. Right. I'm all in. And I firmly resolve. Now, here's a realization. I can't do it on my own. It's right? impossible. And I firmly resolve with the help of your grace. It's a big deal. Everything is because of God's grace. Right. And I firmly resolve with the help of your grace. So Mm -hmm. I am resolving that I detest and will never sin again. I'm out of this whole sin business. Even though you and I both know we're going to fall again because we are fallen. Mm -hmm. And we have concupiscence and we're drawn to that sin. We are firmly resolving that we're not going to sin again. Right. But we understand it's with God's grace. Right. Right. And then with God's grace, what do we do? To sin no more. We're going to stop right there. I am sinning no more. Now, that sounds like the guy who says, uh, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to clean out the garage. And the wife says, you ain't going to clean out the garage. (laughs) You've been telling me that for 23 years. Every morning, you're going to clean out the garage tomorrow morning. Well, it sounds like that. I'm going to sin no more. But again, remember, you're firmly resolving this. And it's with the help of God's grace. If you right. truly believe in God's grace, right. we are good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we are beautiful. We're made in God's image and likeness. We can sin no more. And you think, oh, that's impossible. We have models like Mary. Now, m- Mary was preserved from the stain of, of original sin and sin through, protected all her life. Mm-hmm. But she's our model. She's a creature. She's a beautiful creature made by God to be a living example for us. We have the example of the saints who strove to sin no more. And so if we firmly, re- firmly resolve to sin no more, that's a good thing.
2: That's a great thing.
1: And what's so wonderful about that is even then, we, when we do, then God's merciful. We right. come back, we're penitent, and we'll do this thing again. Lord, can I have a do-over? Mm-hmm. And he says, I love you so much. Yeah, I'm giving you a do-over. Mm-hmm. You busted up that first set of Ten Commandments. I'm giving you another set. I want to print you out some new ones. And that's important. His is. mercy is, is just limitless. Yep. So with the help of your grace to sin no more, and we're not done there, Mm-mm. to avoid the near occasion of sin. Now, this is a big one. It's huge. Don't put yourself in the situation right. to be in
2: sin. And if you don't have that grace, that is very difficult to do.
1: you got to have grace. But when you
2: have it, you kind of know going in, man, I'm Pray going. To, we've
1: done a show on the Holy Spirit. Pray to the Holy Spirit. The Holy yeah. Spirit will say, don't do that.
2: Yeah. Don't
1: sit in front of that computer. At exactly. Night. Don't don't listen to that music. Don't drink that thing. Don't hang out with those people. You you know when you put yourself in the situation right. where I'm going to be weak and I'm going to fall. That's
2: exactly right.
1: And that is that's that's where God loves us so much. But if we make that resolution to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. We don't put ourselves in that situation.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's what we do. We rely on God. We rely on His grace, and we're not going to sin anymore, right, Tom? Amen. Let's pray that act of contrition. That'll Stop. be our, p- our closing prayer. Good idea. Oh, my God, I am heartily Stop. sorry for having offended you.
2: And, and I, I detest, detest all my sins, sins because of, of your just punishments.
1: But most of all, because you are, are good and, and deserving of, of all my love. God. And I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to sin, sin no more and to, more and to the avoid the near occasion of sin. Of sin.
0: For listening to the Catholic Cafe, for more information, visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You'll find many links to Catholic resources on the web. You can also listen to previous shows online, download MP3s, or take advantage of our podcast feature. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com.